This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, on Saturday night in Paris, Liverpool lost their Champions League final. They were beaten 1-0 by Real Madrid, who were winning the Champions League, or as it was before the European Cup, for the 14th time. And the night, uh, to some extent, was spoiled by trouble, crowd trouble, very serious crowd trouble, and we'll come to that later in our conversation. But I'm joined now by John Giles and Liam Brady to discuss the match itself and where this Liverpool team go after this defeat. John, the the stats on Klopp and finals are remarkable. He's lost six finals now between 2013 and 2018. That's uh, some with Dortmund, some with Liverpool. And in the two Cups finals they've won this year, they've won them on penalties, no goals scored in either of those games. There's a lot of talk now about Mane wanting to sign for Bayern Munich, leaving the club possibly, and also we know the ongoing stuff with Salah. But let's talk about the game first. Uh, what did you make of the game, and in particular the Madrid goal that was ruled offside by VAR in the first half? Um, well, it was a good game, Eamon. I thought Liverpool started very, very well. Uh, they got control of the game. Yeah. And uh, it looked as if they were going to win it. Uh, it was early on. Um, but they came across a goalkeeper and yes. you gave a world-class display. There's no doubt about it. And they did pick the game up in the second hour. Before the, sec- sorry, before the first half finished, and played a, uh, I'm talking about Madrid now, a lot better in the second half. And uh, got in front, as, as we know. Uh, and Liverpool then were throwing everything at them. At that and the goalkeeper was, was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant, uh, yeah. He made some great saves. Oh, he made some great saves, I mean, And I thought Liverpool could have been a little bit more. I, I think they were thrown too much, Eamon, because they, 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 Madrid had a couple of breakaways. They might have might have finished the game off at, at some stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you're better when you're in. It is a difficult thing to do to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. Uh, but, uh, you know, the goalkeeper definitely was man of the match in a big way. Yes. Um, but, you know, you'd have to admire Madrid as well. Uh, I mean, well, I'm not saying you wouldn't. Uh, with the, with the experienced players that they had, you know, they're, they're not a young team. 
Yes. Uh, but to do what they've done on their way to the to the to, to the European Cup final and win it uh, has has been extraordinary. Yes, it has. Uh, Liam, I mean, they were against PSG, against Chelsea, and against Manchester City in all of those games leading up to Saturday night. They looked dead and buried, and mainly thanks to Benzema, they came back and got out of jail and arrived in, in Paris. Uh, Courtois obviously had a great game, and that matters a lot. What was your impression of it, Liam, in terms of particularly the goal that Madrid had disallowed by VAR? Because I thought it was a good goal. Uh, and, I, I, and the explanation I've heard since doesn't lead me to change your mind. Uh, right. Well, first of all, I agree with what uh, John had said, Eamon, you know, yeah. about the game in general. Um, on that goal in particular, I thought the goal should have stood as well. Yes. But then I got a copy of the rules in RTE, and there is uh, a rule saying that if there's a touch forward and, and, uh, and a goal comes from it, where someone benefits from the initial touch, yeah. um, then it's deemed offside. Now, it was a challenge between two Liverpool players and a Madrid player, and it was very difficult to tell who got the first touch and who got the last touch. But it looked to me as if the Real Madrid player, uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but it, uh, he, he got the first touch. But Fabiano, I Fabino, think, uh, yeah. Fabino, Fabino, the ball came off him and went to Benzema. And normally, if it comes off uh, an opposition player and goes to a forward who scores a goal, it's, it's a goal. But they deemed that the initial touch from the Real Madrid player was what caused the offside. It was a nightmare for VAR to try and, yes. you know, uh, yeah. uh, call that one, Eamon. It really was a nightmare. Even looking at it in slow motion, you couldn't really tell um, what was going on. It, 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 was a, it was a difficult one. But in the end, you know, it didn't matter because Madrid uh, got the goal from uh, Vinicius. Um, played, as John said, they played a lot better in the second half. Madrid, I thought Modric came into the game. Casimero, who was poor in the first half, uh, was very good in the second half. Um, and they defended very, very well. And when they didn't defend well, um, you know, they had a magnificent goalkeeper in Courtois who... Those two saves, yes. uh, one in the first half from Mane when he touched it onto the post. Yes. Like, I was sure that was going in. And then Sal in the second half when he got through on the right and hit it with his right foot, looked as if it was flying into the far corner. Yes. And Courtois managed to save that one as well, Amy. So Liverpool were a little bit unlucky. If the opposition goalkeeper is man of the match, that tells you you've been a little bit unlucky. But yes. they were undone by, by, uh, by bad defending, uh, as, as has happened. A number of times this season, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the goal, the goal has to be down to Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know. Yes. Um, we all know how good he is going forward, but defensively, he ha he leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, and uh, John, when we talk about Liverpool, and in particular when we were talking in the build-up to this game, uh, the obvious question was, what would Vinicius do to Trent? Alexander Arnold, who was responsible for defending him. And for the goal, John, he really was bad. He was ball watching really like a schoolboy almost. Yeah, well, he's, 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 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a great fan of his <laughs> defending. Well, I don't think mm. anybody is defending. And he's brilliant going forward. His yes. distribution is terrific. Scores a lot, makes a lot of goals for Liverpool. But I don't. at some stage, you're going to be caught out when you do some of the things he yes. does. I mean, in that particular situation, I mean, he should have been on the cover. He should have seen where the, where the winger was. Uh, and he finished up coming, coming around the back of him. You know, like it was really, really poor defending. And uh, you, you, can't, you can't afford to, to defend like that. And somewhere along the line, you're going to be caught out. And I think he was caught out on, on, on in, in, this, in this cup final, definitely. Especially, John, against the big teams. In, in other words, you can be casual. You can get away with stuff. Um, and we often see Trent in the inside left position, but you can get away with that against inferior teams. But when you get into the Champions League and into the big stuff, uh, you're going to be facing players who will punish you. Yeah, well, that that, that ha- that's what happens, Eamon. I mean, you know, you, you you if you're doing something wrong on the pitch, somewhere along the line, you're going to be caught out doing it. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just wrong for a fullback to be in the positions he's in a lot of the time. Now, when he's in a very, very good team, that uh, it, it, because because he's in such a good team, it's not exposed. But when you come against a better team, somewhere along the line, you're going to be caught out if you do some of the things that he does or anybody does on the pitch. Yeah, that's that's football. Um, you know, you can't keep doing things that's not right and not be found out somewhere along the way. Yeah, and this was a big match, and this was the, the vital goal in the game. It was yep. bad defending. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, Liam, Trent, we know how good he is going forward, but isn't it fair to say that if you're a fullback, the first duty is defence? Yeah, but, you know, maybe that's not close. I would say that, Eamon, and probably all three of us would, but yeah. maybe Klopp you know, doesn't agree with us totally because yes. he thinks he can outscore the opposition, you know, but the goals, as you've said, have dried up quite a bit in the in the big matches for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, uh, he's so good going forward, Eamon, that, you know, I think Klopp's attitude is about we've got to put up with it, you know, but it wouldn't be that hard to learn to teach exactly. him, you know, to, you know. Mm. I was in the TV for RTE and, and we watched the goal a good few times, you know. Yes. And he, he does look over his, his shoulder initially when he's trying to get back. You know, he's got a Real Madrid cut Liverpool on a break, didn't yeah. they? this. Yeah, and, and it was a great move from Madrid. You know, yes. Modric started it, and then Casemiro got it out wide, and then the lad had a cross shot. But after he had a quick look, Eamon, he, he forgot about him. You he know, did, yeah. And there was nobody in the middle. There was nobody coming from midfield, so he didn't have to be in the middle of the goal. He should have been a yard from Vinicius. Yes. You know, yes, absolutely. And he could have, he could have dealt, he could have dealt with the cross shot. But you know, that that is is. His downfall, that is his weakness. And you, you you wonder, can they find a position for him elsewhere in the field where he doesn't have to defend like that, you know? Yeah, but he looks he looks he looks a real good midfielder to me, Eamon. So but what you would lose probably uh, yeah. him in midfield is is what he does down the right hand side and the crosses he puts in and things like that. It's a it's a difficult one for Klopp. Yeah. Uh, John, when gifted fullbacks or ball playing fullbacks move into midfield. I don't think it ever works because they're receiving the ball in midfield and they've got to get turned. It's not like you're running onto, you're running, you know, into grass in front of you. It's a, it's an entirely different position. I mean, I've seen 
fellas in British newspapers and Irish newspapers suggesting what Liam's just suggested, that maybe he should be a midfield player, but that's not it's not as simple as that, is it? No, it's 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 not simple at all, Eamon. No. If you put him in a midfield role, the reason he gets the the the, the the, the space that he has when he goes forward and he's not marked yeah. is, is is because he's coming from the fullback position exactly, yeah. and actually gets you into positions that really is not good. Do you know what I mean? I mean so, like if you're a mid when you're a midfield player to get the ball, you have to make your time and your space to do it. Yes. If you're a fullback, there's nobody marking you. If you get into a position that's not really right, yeah, right. In other words, you're taking a chance, you're getting into positions that he gets you, and it is a chance that he's taken all the time. Uh, th- there's nobody there to mark you, and he, he is good when he gets on the ball. But you, when, when you, if you're moved into midfield, then you have to make your own space, and it's a much more difficult game to do. Yeah. But what I find with, with, with the, the lad playing, I, mean, I think he could still be in a good defensive position. Yes, absolutely. And still do most of what he does going forward. Not yeah. everything that he does going forward. Like in other words, instead of making ten goals, he makes five goals. Yeah. But instead of conceding ten goals, if he does it properly, he only concedes five. Yeah. Now I know that's a little bit complicated, but that's that's the way it can work out. In other words, there's no stats in in in, in this lad's situation, I mean, to show he's at fault for the goal. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, they now, don't, the, other one, they the other day was obvious, but there's lots of times that he's not in the cover position, yes. he's, not, he's still far forward, that Liverpool can see the goal. And that, that, those stats are not taken into consideration. So I think for the, I mean, I think Robertson is the ideal uh, yes. uh, solution to him, or, 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 or what he should be doing, I mean. Yeah. Robertson makes a, fa- a few goals. Yeah. He, he, he stops an awful lot of goals because he's, he's yep. in a, a good defensive position. Yeah. But, but as, as we say with Klopp, Klopp is, is, is encouraging him to do it because he's very successful in what he does going forward. There's no doubt about that. But I think he could be more effective at back without losing what he does going forward. Right, I want to ask both of you this question. Liam, I'll start with you. Virgil van Dijk is the man. He's the centre-half. He organises that defence. When they push up and play a high line, he's usually the one who's given the order. Does he have some responsibility for Trent's situation? In other words, can he, on the pitch, in training, when they're talking, can he be an influence to say, look, we, we gotta, we can't leave these gaps. You, you can't be a liability in those situations. Here's what to do because he's on the scene and he's the man at the back. He's the captain, should we say of them defensively. Well, yeah, but that should be practiced, that aim. And, you know, you yeah. should be doing that in training. You know, yeah. you should have a se- sessions where you work the back four and these are the positions yes. you should be in and it should be drilled into Trent Alexander by now. You know, I, th- I think it's a weakness. Obviously, the lads got, but it's a weakness. The whole defense has got that, that, that they, they're not in sync and that's got to go down to, to Klopp. You know, he hasn't resolved this problem. Like, John, you know, probably was the first one to highlight how, how poor he is at defending. Yes. Uh, and that's been about two years now. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's been about two seasons and it hasn't been resolved. So you have to ask questions. It's it's not a difficult thing, is it, to no. to, to to see the ball and see the man, you know, uh, know where you are in position 
in, in in position to where where your your, your opponent who you're trying to stop the goal is. You know, it's not that difficult. But the lad just his concentration switches off, and he needs he needs to be uh, I don't know coached and and and. and and drilled, it's drilled. You know that you, you know where you are, where, where where wherever the ball is, uh, and you work on those things in training. But I think uh, Klopp is um, is um, a very attack-minded uh, coach, and he thinks attacking outweighs, you know, the 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 the, the, the practice of, of of defending well because it hasn't been resolved. Yeah, and uh, John. <laughs> I think that's a policy, Eamon. I don't think, like, Van Dyke is, is a player on the pitch right enough with, 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 who can do a certain amount. But, but, but what's happening there, in my opinion, that's definitely down to the manager. Right. You know, that's happening before you go on the pitch. You know, it happens yeah. on a regular basis. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's not encouraged, Eamon. Yeah. Never mind discouraged. Yes. I think it's, I think it's encouraged because we, we see it every week and, and, that's what we see, but the manager has to see that. I mean, he has to, and 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 he obviously, he's obviously his attitude is well. Look at the amount of goals we score, uh, and and we must remember, and a very very successful team. But I think they would be just as successful if the right back does what the left back is doing. Yeah, I mean he has a responsibility, and you've perfectly illustrated it, Andy Robertson. It's just as potent in in many ways going forward, but he he's a, yeah. he, he does his defensive job now. It's a responsibility. Yeah. The thing, though, and this is where the statistics I've dug out really ask a question, and it's this: you say he makes goals and he has a lot of assists. He does, but in the big games against the big clubs, Liverpool don't score goals. They don't score enough of them, and that's very enlightening, isn't it, Liam? Yeah, but I, mean, I think once you get to the finals or semi-finals, if you're playing against the bigger clubs, yeah, it's obviously going to be harder to score because they they are the best teams, you know. But it's also I, why I, you're more likely to be punished. Yes, yeah, and uh, and you know, in a close game, uh, that's why uh, Trent Alexander made a glaring error, you know, and he was punished. Um, but you know, if you're going to go on to whether clops of failure and I don't think no, no. Can, I don't think you can throw that at him you no, know? No. Um, I, I know he's lost some big games and finals and things like that but he's won a hell of a lot as well Eamon you shouldn't dismiss that no no I think once you Eamon yeah. I think once you win a final right yes you don't care how you win it yeah I know no, that just because it goes to extra time and you're, you don't you don't score a goal you know what I mean you're still you're still winning the finals you don't yeah. it, it, the final, you don't win a final on just one day there's there's loads of matches to win on the way to the final, but if you win the final on on penalties, nobody. It, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You win it, and that's it. You don't look back and say, well, you know, but we didn't win it well. We, no, you win it, and that's it. Yeah, but I mean, in the the two cup finals they won this year at Wembley, the two games they won them in penalty shootouts, beat City, beat Chelsea, and you know, on the way they played Shrewsbury, Cardiff, Norwich, Notts Forest. They're not going to punish it, and you're more. How do you know, Raymond? Pardon? Chelsea did it. You never know. There's such every year expected to do it, but if you got to, if you get to the final, you it doesn't matter how you get to the final. But on the final day, uh, I mean, it, to, to to win it on the day on penalties, Raymond, it means that the the other team, whether it be City or yeah. Chelsea or anybody else, 
haven't scored more goals in the 90 minutes, you still win it. It, it doesn't, when you got to a final, when you win around penalties, it doesn't matter how you do it. You do it and that's it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's look at the winning team, Ancelotti, Carlo Ancelotti. Liam, you've, I think, played against him. You certainly know his record. He's the first coach now to win four Champions Leagues, which is a remarkable achievement. And he has won the league in five different countries. A remarkable man. And it's really great to see him win a big prize. Yeah, because I think he's popular with everybody. He's a humble man. He's a yes. modest man. Uh, but you also know he's, uh, he's, he's got authority, Eamon. You know, he, he's shown that everywhere he went. Yes. Uh, everywhere he's been. And, and the players respect him. I think the, re- the players respect him totally. And I think that's why Real Madrid brought him back. You know, he had been coach of Real Madrid and they yes. got rid of him after, uh, you know, uh, winning things for them. He won the Champions um, League for them then. Yeah, yeah, but the players, I think, you know, if the people running the club, you know, they must gauge, they must gauge the feelings of the players. Yes. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, everyone has the utmost respect for Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti. Um, because he was a fine player as well, Eamon. Yes. So he knows what he's, he's been there and done it as a player as well. Um, so I think everybody was pleased for him, but he, <laughs> He really did an Italian job on, on Liverpool Saturday night, didn't they? They yes. sat back, yes. they defended, yep. uh, they took the time to come into the game, yep. but they eventually did. They hit Liverpool on the break uh, for the goal. Yes. Uh, Robertson had pushed up the field and Van Dijk got pulled out wide and and, and they really exploited uh, you know Liverpool's tendency to over-attack and, uh, and that 
that was Car- uh, Carlo Ancelotti's game plan. It was an Italian job. It was a typical Italian performance where you suck teams in and you hit them on the break. And I think John said uh, when Liverpool really were uh, uh, chasing the game, they could have got Madrid could have got another two goals on break. Yeah. Now, uh, John, you played in Paris in a European Cup final before the Champions League existed. The European Cup, it was then called. In 1975, you played for Leeds, you played against Bayern Munich, and you were telling me yesterday when we talked about the trouble on Saturday night, and it was really serious. The more you read about it, the more frightening what was happening is, I mean, including youngsters being tear-gassed, young Liverpool fans, that is. There was trouble the night you played there as well. Yeah, long time ago, Eamon, uh, and... The, the, the police on the night, uh, certainly from the Leeds United supporters, uh, was, was, was dreadful. Yeah. Very, very badly treated, very harshly treated, uh, and uh, a lot of arrests, um, and, and the police, from the Leeds supporters' uh, point of view, were very, very harsh yeah. on the Leeds crowd that night. Right. So it's not unknown... Uh, Liam, some of the scenes were very, very troubling. And Andy Robinson, after the game, said he'd given a ticket to a friend of his who w- wasn't allowed into the stadium because he was told his ticket was fake. It clearly wasn't fake if it came from Andy Robertson. It, it, it does seem, Liam, big football occasions, whether it was the Euros at Wembley last year, whether it was the Sheffield United game last week where... Uh, the, the pitch, a pitch invasion uh, took place again on Saturday, another big football occasion that turned out to be dangerous. You would really think twice, wouldn't you, about going to one of these big games or even letting your kids go to one of them. It seems to be a problem soccer has that no other sport has to the same extent. Yeah, well, you know, that's probably always been the case since I've been involved in football. I mean, yes. in the 70s, the hooliganism in, in, uh, in England was diabolical then. But uh, to go back to the to the game on Saturday, I think UEFA have a dreadful track record mm. on organising yes. these showpiece matches. You know, yes. uh, even the Euro final in Wembley uh, last summer, I mean, it was, it, the security issues uh, were, were, were terrible. You know, people were... Uh, going up to the ground and getting in without any tickets and things like that because there wasn't enough security people. Uh, and um, I think on on, on, on Saturday night, um, their organization was just as bad. You know, there was torn stars closed where you were supposed to go in. Uh, you know, on your ticket, you get the number of the torn style. When Liverpool supporters were going up to those torn stars, there was nobody on them. It was closed. Yeah. You know, and then the French police, I think, as... As the Liverpool fans gathered, they got they got overzealous and started to uh, you know uh, fire tear gas and things like that. Um, I think UEFA and the French police have a got have a, an awful lot to answer for. I heard an interview of, of a lad this morning on the on the news. Aim. Yeah. He said that he got into the ground with a valid ticket, uh, but not once. Did he have to show that ticket? Right. So, so the that wasn't there. Yeah. The administration and the organisation of, of of UEFA was diabolical on the evening. Right. I'd just like to ask both you, Liam and John, 
a final question about Liverpool. It looks like they might lose Mane, uh, John, and possibly, well, Salah's going to be in the last year of his contract uh, at the start of the season, uh, which means next January, which isn't a long time away, uh, he can negotiate with other clubs. After this, you know, epic season, really, they've had, they've lost four games out of 65, which is amazing. But they are big games that, that that they've lost. Do they need to regroup? Do they need to have a look at this team and the policy? And you know, because you were in a Leeds team, that many people felt underachieved, huh? given the talent that you, you had. Will it be I'm hard? I'm not sure about that, I mean. <laughs> well, pardon? Well, I'm not so sure. Well, if, yeah, if, if, on, if, anyway, if yeah. the theory's wrong, you can tell me. Many people felt with the talent you had, that you might have won more silverware, let's put it that way. Is it difficult to get yourself up again to go again? No. Right. No, no. You you got you to rest in the summer. I mean, it's, it, and the, ne- the next season starts again. We, you used to get a bit of a break, all right. But uh, no, you, you went, uh, I mean, you talk about the lead situation, I mean, and, and the, 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 the runners-up situation. Well, you know, you have to win an awful lot of matches before you finish runners up in the league or finish runners up in the cup. And we, we were there 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Now, winning as well, long way. Yeah, you know, no. the, 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 a lot of people w- wouldn't remember. And John Revy won as many trophies as Shankly. Right. Did, right. But we, well, because you're in the final, you see, we're going to four, five finals right. and, and one, one, uh, one more, one one, I think, or four finals, one more. But you have to get to the final. To be a runners up, you have to get runners up in the league. We were never out of the out of the top four. Won the league twice, won the cup, won the the first cup twice, won a lot of trophies along the way. Right, but it it showed it showed the 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 the, the, the attitude of the players that it was year in year out, year in year out. I mean, yes, that you're there. Yeah, you know, and that that takes a lot of work. But but that's what you wanted to do. It was a well run club. Uh, you, you you lose the the, the final. Or whatever runners up in the league, you start again. That's what you do. Okay, Liam. I think there, I think there's a real big challenge for Klopp to get it get it back on the uh, on the straight and narrow again, yes. and next year because uh, unlike in the seventies when John was playing, or in the eighties when I played, you know, players have freedom of contract now. Yes. And yeah. At every club, there's going to be a fallout of staff. You know, yes. of the playing staff. And it could be that Mane goes, and it could, and and Liverpool have to sell him. Otherwise, they're not going to get anything for him at the end of his contract. Yes. And the same goes for Salah. There's a question mark there whether he's going to stay or going to go. So there is a fallout, and Liverpool have been absolutely magnificent in recruiting these players. Yes. Now whether they can keep on doing it time and time and time again, Eamon, there is a question mark. Yeah. And you would have to say that looking at City who won the league this yes. year, as we know, they don't have the same fall. No, and, they and they're the going to get situation. They're going to get Haaland. So, and they're, and they're, going, they're going to get Haaland yeah. as well. So there is there is a question mark there. I agree with you. There is a yeah. question mark whether Liverpool can match what they've done this season. Okay. Uh, John? Yeah, I mean, can I just say something there? Can, John, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I agree entirely with, with Liam. Like, in your day and my day, and, well, in Liam's early days, 
at Leeds. You couldn't leave the club. Eh? I should tell me about Unless it. Unless the club wanted you to go. <laughs> no. Things have changed dramatically yes. now. In that the likes of Salah, Mane, uh, you know, they, they can dictate their own future. Yes. Up to, up to a point of football. Mane could say now, and it looks like it, Eamon. Uh, obviously, he's been talking to one of, one of the German teams or some, some uh, club. Bayern Munich, oh, said, and, yeah. Yeah, so... He's in a position now where he's got one year left on his contract. He's got one year left on his contract. You know, yeah. that he, he can say, well, in other words, he can talk to these clubs or his, his agent can yep. on his behalf. It, like it's changed a lot from, from my day and your day where you, you didn't even think about leaving the club unless the club wanted you to go. Oh, tell me now the players are yeah. in the position where I say, I want to go. There might be a year left on my contract. Yeah. And the year, year is nothing now, and that's we've got Salah's situation. I mean, Salah's saying, "Yeah, now I'm going to stay another year." There's no talk of extending the contract, no. Damon. And this is the policy at Liverpool, as we've spoken about before. Yeah, their policy is that when somebody gets around 30, 30 mark, they're not going to be giving them big contracts. No, Damon. Okay, uh, both uh, John and Liam are very grateful to you for everything, all the the. Times we've had you on uh, during the season. Uh, very grateful to two great thinkers about the game, two great players as well who've uh, been in these situations. And we're grateful to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns